You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Jesus Christ is such a great feeling when I hear that intro music. It puts me in a headspace that I just need to be in. What's up, Joe? What's going on, my brother? What's going on, Henry? What's happening, Kim? Oh, you know, <laughs> I can't call it. I'm just happy to be here. Uh, anyways, this is your first time listening to us. As we say every time we start this podcast, welcome to Black Guy Therapy. We are a therapeutic podcast. We are here for you. We are a podcast designed for black men to just vent, listen, um, you know, say some things that we probably wouldn't say to anybody else. Again, we're therapeutic, right? We're a therapeutic podcast. That's what, it, what we call ourselves, right? Yep, Correct. that's it. Exactly. That's it. So that's why we're here. Um, man, it's been a while since all three of us have been together. Uh, I just want to say I'm glad that both of you are here. Um, it's, it's, Thank you. It, it, I have certainly felt the void in my life without both of you. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, brother. That's, that's just honesty. I mean, no, that's I, just honesty. I, still don't understand. I still don't know how I feel about him saying he is. I feel a void in his life. Well, look, <laughs> man, let me tell you something, Henry. I don't know. I don't know where he's going with this. Let me tell you Further something. I played dominoes with my with my uh, with my aunt and my grandmother, and I thought of you the whole time. They beat you too. Did they, they beat did. you too? Because you're did. not good in dominoes. They did. You're not good in dominoes <laughs> at all. But so, I ain't gonna tell the world that. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, that's funny. But Joel, how you been? You good? Good, man. You know, uh, just got back in town this morning, actually, uh, being gone for about two weeks. Uh, that's that's one of the, the benefits that we discovered during COVID is that people can actually perform their daily jobs from a different place than a building. So we spent the last two weeks with my wife's family. Uh, so I'm, I'm just happy to be home sleeping in my own bed again. That's legit. Henry, how about yourself? Ain't nothing changed but the weather over here, brother. I feel you. Just hey, just another day trying to make another dollar, and and play golf without me. Uh huh. I know. I know you can. All right, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> One more, and I'm gone. Hey, One more. Like I said, it's been a while. I am just glad to be back in the house with you guys, as they would say in the Southern Church, be back in the house of the Lord. Well, this is the house of therapy, and I and I am cool with it. Um, yeah. So again, it's been a while, we, and we're in a, we're in a new season. Matter of fact, this is the first uh, episode of I guess this is season five, right? Um, so this is amazing um, that we've made it this long. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to say thank you to Joel. I want to say thank you to Henry for for you know we've we've been doing this for two years now and um, gotten great feedback. Um, and we've gotten some some nice ratings on um, Apple Podcasts, so we've gotten some five star ratings. So uh, we're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we are at least. Hopefully somebody's hearing it and uh, really appreciating it. And, and I think that's a good segue, uh, Todd. I think uh, it's a good time to uh, let the folks know what we got going on today and, and who our guest is. Oh yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. No doubt about it. But you know, I always gotta get the housekeeping issues out the way for it. Absolutely, I it, you know? absolutely. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta feel myself because sometimes I don't be feeling myself. But hey, I'm here today. <laughs> hey man, that's too much personal information. Feeling yourself. Hey, I'm, I'm feeling out. myself. I catch y'all on the next one. I'm gone. <laughs> but anyway, we're in a new season, right? And we try to talk about something different every season. Um, this season, I want to talk about something that 
us as black people, we need we need to get on. And that is business, right? And when I say business, I'm saying we need to we need to create our own stuff. Um and I don't know if y'all like me. I look, I watch the news at night and I see most recently, most recently, take that woman, the white the black woman who filmed the white woman who acted a damn fool in the in the Victoria's Secret. Did y'all see that? No. Okay, well, you didn't see that shit. It was terrible. But anyway, I'm trying to say, like, if anybody saw that, you know what I'm talking about. Um, we need to make spaces for ourselves because we don't need nobody attacking us. Right? So, anyway, I say all that to say, hey, new season, we're going to talk about business and how we can start our own shit and how we ain't got to rely on nobody else. And all, Well, let me, let me rephrase. We ain't got to rely on the other man but we can rely on the brother man if that makes sense so yeah and and and, and i like that um and i think this is going to be an interesting conversation because the flip side is do we always get the support from the brother man or do we get it more so from the other man so i think this is going to set up for a pretty good conversation today it is and the beauty of it is that we got a guest right matter of fact we have a small business owner, right? Not only are they a small business owner, they're a new small business owner. So they're figuring it out just like everybody else has to figure it out, right? So I think that it's wonderful that we have somebody who's a, who's a brand new business owner on our show today because, you know, they'll be able to let you know straight up, like, yeah, it ain't as easy as, as it is, but it's so rewarding. Um, anyway, we got uh, Charles. From, and he is a small business owner for My Negus Clothing. Yes, it's a play on words, My Negus. And if anybody <laughs> knows what that is, you know, um, well, there's a there's a song, if, if anybody's a Kendrick Lamar fan, which I'm sure Charles is, right? Like, Oh, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but he, he definitely, uh, Kendrick Lamar has a song where he, he literally spells out um, N-E-G-U-S, royalty. Like, he lets you know the whole um, meaning behind the word niggas niggas but anyway um we got charles here who is uh the owner of uh my niggas clothing and uh charles what i would give you the clap sign but my my soundboard is, is acting <laughs> a plum fool um you can't i'm playing it but you can't hear it i'm sorry <laughs> it's all good man it's all good hey i'm glad to be here i'm glad to be here with y'all brothers just to uh you know just talk business and black business at that. You know what I'm saying? Because that is something that uh, we definitely need to tap into. Most Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. And, and hey, Char well overdue. Hey, hey, Charles, this is what I would like to do. Kind of start off. First off, just kind of introduce yourself a uh, little bit about where you're from and, and then a little bit about the business, how you came up with the idea. And then we'll kind of get into some of the challenges and then some of the benefits of doing that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as, uh, as Todd stated, my name is Charles. Uh, I'm actually born in sunny California, uh, Central Coast. Uh, I've been here pretty much all my life. You know, I did uh, kind of go over to the East Coast in North Carolina for a little while, get to know my other side of the family. Um, but then I eventually came back home and, uh, you know, just kind of came back in and I was in a space and, and you know, I was kind of lost a little bit, you know, I kind of felt like, you know, I didn't really have purpose. And, um, you know, I kind of did some soul searching 
You know what I mean? And and I'm one that believes in manifestations and, and affirmations. And, you know, I do those daily. You know, I talk to the ancestors daily. Um, I talk to God daily. And um, with that, you know, they came back to me and laid it on my heart that, you know, they gave me that purpose. And that purpose was behind this brand, uh, My Niggas Clothing. Um, the reason why I came up with the brand was just simply because I felt like it was a need for our people because, you know, for so long, we've been conditioned to believe that we are less than. Um, and, you know, the word, the N word, which we all know, the, the GA or the or the hard ER. Oh, you can say it on you this know, show, man. We on, we on <laughs> It's okay. Yeah, this ain't PG-13. Okay, okay. PG we get real rated all on here. Okay, okay. Well, well, if we're being real, you know, when, when, when our people say nigger, you know, it comes from the derogatory term nigger, which was given to us by, you know, the oppressive side. And what people need to understand is where that word derived from was negus. The word negus is an Ethi it, it comes from the Ethiopian, uh, it's an Ethiopian terminology, which means royalty, kingship, and terrain. So, you know, when our people were brought over here, you know, they were actually using that terminology to address each other. Um, especially those from that area. And, uh, you know, uh, the oppressive side picked it up, you know, and decided to call us, you know, uh, y'all dirty niggers. And it just went from there. So, you know, with this with this brand, you know, I just wanted to reverse that and let people know that, you know, my niggas basically is is giving back the power to our people and, you know, just taking away from the derogatory term that was given to us that really has no alignment to us as black people. So, so quick question for you about that. Number one, since starting the business, um, obviously you had your own motivations and, and I, I respect the motivations, but what, what have been some of the bigger challenges behind be, number one, being an entrepreneur and then starting up a brand that so closely connects to the history of black people and how people may take that. Oh, man, uh, there's a lot of challenges behind it, you know, even from our people to even, you know, the, the oppressive side, you know, and anybody that hears it, they think it's they think it's a joke because it is a play on words. So but the thing is, it, it's a play on words, but it's not a joke. What I what I what I brought to the table as far as the, the brand is, is definitely something serious. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of people will ask me. You know, well, what does that mean? And then when I tell them, it's like, oh, it's, it's like a light bulb goes off. It's like, oh, man, I never I never really knew or understood. You know what you were talking about when you said that, uh, when you said my niggas. So when I when I break it down to them and let them understand that it comes from, you know, it means royalty and terrain. You know, a lot of people pick up on it like, oh, man, I can get behind that. You know what I mean? I, I, I love that. I love the fact that you're you're you're. You're challenging the status quo pretty much. You know what I'm saying? What we're made to believe. So um, but as far as, you know, even bigger challenges, man, it's just, you know, trying to get people to recondition their mind, you know, from a lot of these designer labels. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what a lot of, you know, people are are behind nowadays is, you know, the, the, the Louis Vuittons, the Gucci's, the you know what I'm saying? But a lot of these brands have continuously over time put stuff out that have, you know, been questionable. Yeah. 
So, uh, you know, with my brand, I was able to, you know, just let people know, like, look, man, this is a brand for you. You know what I'm saying? This is a brand for our people. It, it, it brings back our heritage, which, you know, like Todd, you, you're, you're a Malcolm X fan, um, just like I am. And, uh, you know, just like Malcolm X said, you know, a tree without his roots is dead. People without their, you know, cultural, their heritage, they are dead people. And, you know, I feel like it's time to wake our people up and, you know, get them back on the right track and get them to understand that, you know, we need to start taking back uh, our power. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And, and, and I'll ask one more question, then I'll, I'll let somebody else kind of jump in. But it sounds like not only are you because we have to be clear about something. Anytime somebody ventures out on an entrepreneurial journey, clearly there's a a financial aspect that's that's going to be important but it also sounds like you want to teach at the same time so so where did that passion for you come in um, to say hey i want to not just be able to stand on my own outside of somebody else paying me i want to stand on my own and uplift and teach people about not just what this word means but heritage and the importance of connecting to culture as much as possible where did that come from Oh, man. Uh, well, again, you know, it just comes from my background. I actually, uh, like I stated before, I, I grew up in Central California uh, in the 90s. So, you know, uh, during that time, you know, gang culture was 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 pretty big, you know, it's, and it's it's gotten even larger now. However, you know, the original the original purpose of the whole gang culture was to, you know, uplift the black communities because they were being, you know, oppressed and abused by other, you know what I'm saying, outsiders. Yeah. And um, it was a way to keep the people protected. So, you know, um, I feel like we, we've kind of gone down a path that, uh, that has been, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty much, we're pretty much, you know, just playing into the hand of the oppressor. You know, we're doing, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, well, I'll never, I'll never work for, you know what I'm saying? The white man, you understand, but you're willing to stand on the corner and sell drugs, meat, instead of you know maybe step out outside of yourself, out of your comfort zone, getting a job, promoting the business that can get you that same bread that will get you drugs. Because at the end of the day, you're playing right into their hand. Once you once you get caught up in that lifestyle, once you get caught up in that. Uh, in that life, you end up in the pen, in jail. And what happens then? A lot of the, you know, a lot of the other side, they get their pockets get fatter based off of that. So, you know, but, but the teaching side, it just basically, man, like I said, I just wanted to, you know, get our get our people back on track, man. Just get them out, get them with that lifestyle, that mentality, um, because it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Yeah. So I got a quick question for you, Charles. With that being said, how hard is yes, it sir. for you to try to get people to see your vision of what your brand stands for and, and, and what you're trying to do as far as inside your community? Oh, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's been tough. It's been tough, man. You know, you get a lot of pushback, you know, because you, you, have, a, you have people that are conditioned to believe and to think a certain way. So... Uh oh. We might have lost. lost when they, oh, there they, it goes. 
Charles, hey, pin, can you hear pin, us, buddy? Yeah, put a pin tail on that one. It's just breaking up. Charles, can you hear it? Sound loud. Sound like we might have lost lost Charles. Hey, oh, the, can you hear me? We can hear you now. Can you hear me? Um, the beauty of technology is that sometimes it don't work. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but we can hear I, you I now. I feel like I feel like. Oh yeah, can you hear me now? Right there, yeah, and it, yeah, it, you're perfect. And it just oh, okay. Completely blank. You want to try that again? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, where, where, where was the last thing y'all heard? Man, just start from the top on that one, yeah, brother, because it, it was it was all choppy and, and it went in. Got gotcha. you. Got gotcha. you. Okay, okay. Um, but like I said, you know, it, it's it's been it's been tough, man. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, you know, trying to trying to get people that are conditioned to believe and to think a certain way to think outside the box. Um, it's it's sad to say that only because. As you know, the thing is, we've been boxed in. But but to get people to think outside of that box that they've been conditioned to think inside of is it's a lot harder than most people would think, you know, because a lot of people so comfortable in the certain lifestyle that they live and the certain lifestyle that they uh that they're that they that they have so why why make that change but you know it's important to, to for me um so we're having some technical i feel like the issues the, you, you know what i mean charles, hey, charles some technical on. issues with, with, hold up hold, with hold up for a there. second real quick charles so it's going in and out, yeah. brother. So, and, and you you're saying something. I want you to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to we got to get that fixed. But, um, and it, it it's funny. He, you know, I'm listening to what okay. he says. I'm listening to what Charles is saying, right? And Charles let y'all know, like he he kind of like me. He's a big Malcolm X fan. I, Charles, can you hear me? Sort of, kind of, maybe. Okay. Nothing on his end. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you. Okay. So you know. Th- there's yeah. something that, that yeah, Malcolm X, something that Malcolm X said, and and I think it's gonna kind of it plays into this, right? And and I don't know if Charles knows this or not, but you remember when Ma- Malcolm X in in I think it was his speech, the ballot or the bullet, I think that one. He said something, and he was like, mm-hmm. he said, what he said, the, the white man's too intelligent to let someone else come in and gain control of his economy or his community. But we will let people come into mm-hmm. our economy and our community and control the housing, they'll control uh you know the education, the jobs and the business. You know what I'm saying? And and I think Charles, well, for me, as I'm listening to him, I'm like he's saying something. He's like I'm taking back a piece of what they've taken from me. And 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 by doing that, right. he's helping, you know, he's he's helping the people. What do you think about that, Joe? You know, I I like it, and it's, I'm gonna go a step further though. It's because what I want us to be able to do also is disconnect, but then reconnect. And the disconnect is so the the direct impact from slavery, while it may not have hit me because I wasn't an actual slave 
now as things have progressed a little bit, people do tend to get comfortable in, in the achievements or where they sit today. And because today it may not be as bad as it, as bad as it was yesterday, it is very difficult to change the thought process of a person who looks at America and looks at the American dream and feels like, hey, I got a job. You know, I, I can go party on the weekends. I can go and I can buy this outfit or this shirt or the, whatever it is. I can buy these things and then, you know, not really be able to build a, a significant future for myself. That's okay because I'm able to do these things. So disconnecting from the thought that slavery is my immediate impact, but then also reconnecting and understanding that there's residual impacts. And a part of the residual is I feel like I'm doing way better today than what I hear my ancestry may have been doing 50, 100, 200, 300, 400 years ago. And how do I get somebody away from that level of comfort mentally, emotionally, at this point, spiritually as well? How do I get somebody out of that box and then get them back over here to be like, all right, more needs to happen, you know? I can go to the store and there's not a separate drinking fountain or a separate entry point. But what does that really look like in the community that I can impact? So so for me, I love what 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 Charles is saying and, and Todd, I like how you brought that back here, because I do want us to be able to do that, like disconnecting from the fact that slavery, while it was an impact, the direct impact is going to be a little bit different for you, but then reconnect. Like I said, reconnecting to the fact that we've become complacent and comfortable because we have been able to achieve a few more things today. And we look at that, those breadcrumbs, like I talk about, and feel like we've made it. Yep. Yep. It's crazy. Um, and I'm going to push, I'm going to push into it, into a different direction, right? So, you know, I think a lot of people, especially a lot of black people, right? When we look at business, we're like, how do we even get started, right? Because a lot of us, let's be real, a lot of us didn't have people um, in our families that had, you know, the wherewithal or the means to start an actual business. So, and, and you know, I think it goes for all three of us, me, Joel, Henry, all three of us. We all have our own businesses. And and I'm going, I'm asking both of y'all, well, and, and Charles included in this too, like when you first, like when you first started, how hard was it to navigate just the paperwork of what needed to go where and who needed to, to, to have what? Go ahead, Joe, start us out. Yeah, great question. So my wife and I actually have the business and we just recently did a rebrand. So I got to keep reminding myself it's, it's not Sam anymore. It's Sam family. Um, but when we started that, it was it was intentional because we were having conversations and we realized our conversations weren't doing anything to positively impact the communities. We were basically just fussing. Um, so when we decided that, you know, we should pursue and make it a for profit, not just a nonprofit, but make it a for profit business. It was like, all right, so all right, we got to get an LLC. Okay, we got that. Do we need an EIN? Do we need a tax ID? What do we need? We can't get grants. We can't get you know, people to do like various things and, and make it like a tax write-off. So how do we go about doing this? And that was actually the easiest part for us was figuring out what we needed to do to get the business up and running and make it legit or, or 
have it identified or recognized by the state of Tennessee and other states, but the state of Tennessee as a legitimate business. That was actually the easier part. So I'll let anybody else talk about that. But I'll, I'll say this as a teaser. The more difficult part was getting people to buy into the concept. Because like Charles was saying earlier, people heard it. And once they heard it, they loved it. But how do you make that love resonate and last? So that, that's the teaser. But I'll be honest, like the front end stuff, like the paperwork, getting the getting the uh, purchasing the actual LLC uh, and the business name and then going and purchasing the domain name for the website. Those were the three key ingredients to getting the getting everything cooking. And see, yeah, I would say, oh, I'm sorry. Go say, ahead, Henry. My bad. My bad. I would say the paperwork part is easy, man. What what seems to be the difficult part in our community, man, is getting people to buy into it. And also the older generation that never done it, getting them to understand that it could be done. Yeah. Because you'll go for support to people that you look up to and that you feel love you the most. And they'll be like, no, just go get a job. You're not going to succeed in that. That is not yep. the way to go. Go get a job, work 30, 40, 50 years, then retire, live off a pension. Get a, Make sure you get a good retirement plan for 1K and all that. Yep. Opposed to, hey, you know, the same person that you go to that job and work for, he started somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had to get something to get to the next level. And But for us, we've been, as a community, we've been conditioned to believe that, no, that's not what you can do. That That's not, mm-hmm. that's not attainable in your lifetime or in our community because we have so many roadblocks and obstacles to get to that level that you just give up it's like people like our ancestors and generations that come before us just gave up hope with that it was like taken from them because of they're more coming off that slave ship being out there in that field getting beaten and, and being just pushed down so much that just go get a job don't interrupt what you have going, what, what's been going on or what's been laid out for us. Yeah, yeah that's they, interesting. They'll Absolutely. feel that you have to just just tag along, just just play the game. They're giving us this. Take that, take what they're giving you and be happy with it. No. We're at a point now where no matter what they do, they can't push us back. We're getting so close to our heritage, getting so close to our lineage of what we came from that it's scary to some to most go ahead who's that i was gonna, have no, to I, I was gonna yeah no I, I totally agree with uh with everything that's been said as far as you know um uh definitely you know the paperwork side is you know it's once once you get an idea of the direction you need to go um it's, it's pretty much almost step by step after that, um, as far as, you know, qualifying for the LLC with your state. Um, you know, they pretty much send you all the paperwork after that, you know. It's- Uh-oh. Listen, I think we, I think I, we lost them. I think we lost them. Okay. Well, well, I'll just I'll just double down again on what he's saying because that that is it. It's it's man, the way things have changed and shifted here recently, everything is so much easier to do now. Whether it's an Adobe eSign where all you got to do is click a button or or draw your initials and whatever it is, 
step by step, you're shown how to do it. The, the key is figuring out exactly what type of business you want to have, figuring out if you want to do a for-profit or a non-profit. If it's going to be a for-profit, then there's going to be some different type of paperwork than a non-profit. If it's going to be a non-profit, then you got to figure out, all right, where can I go to get access to funding, loans, uh, not necessarily loans, but like grants, um, sponsorships from, from larger organizations or charitable donations from, from people who have the money to donate uh, and, and continue to do that on a consistent basis. It really is what Charles is saying is figuring out the direction. You know, what type of business do I want to have? What is my product? What is my target audience for the product? What's the sustainability? What does the market look like for this particular industry? Just kind of doing your homework to understand, just like anything else. Like if you if you compare it to like a video game, for instance, they can only market certain type of video games to me because it's only certain type of video games I play. You show me a, a 2K, NBA 2K game, I'm going to be interested in seeing what that's about. You, you show me something else, I may be less interested. So just kind of figuring out who I'm trying to target and then making sure that it's specific to that audience. Uh, and it sounded like that's the direction Charles was going. Yeah. That's, that's exactly where I was going with it. Yeah. Yes, sir. See, but so, he, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, sir. We're going to have to get his, we're going to get to get that damn California uh, internet is some, is some, some nonsense, <laughs> right? We can't even hear my man. I know, and, but it's all good, right? We, you know, things like this happen. Like I said, we're using technology. Sometimes it doesn't want to work, but hey, we'll keep pushing. So, you know, that leads me into something, some, the next thing, right? Now, because we have the internet, whereas before, you know, to, to do a business, there were, there were multiple steps, right? Now, yes, we, yes. with the click of the damn mouse, we can go to any was it like legalzoom.com right and and we can file an llc um you know there are other business sites that are that are filing llc for you um and you can be up and running with the state in a matter of like minutes it's it's crazy so i guess what yeah. i'm trying to say is the barrier to entry is so low now it's almost um you know it it when if somebody says, well, I can't do a business, I'm like, well, damn, you just don't want to do a business because the barrier to entry is so low. And there's so many ways to get this money on this Internet. It's crazy, right? Like, let's take Shopify for an example. Everybody knows Shopify. You can right. literally go to Shopify. Shopify will give you three months for free to use their platform. You can learn their platform in a month. You can make a store, sell clothes. You can sell items. You can sell any damn thing you want. Now, you have to mark it up a little bit because, like, it, it's it's called drop shipping, right? You're doing a drop shipping model. So you mark it up a little bit and yeah. you take the difference. You don't have to have inventory. You don't have to carry nothing at your house. You don't have to ship it to nobody. It ships straight from the factory. And you get yeah. the difference in the money um, that they pay for it, right? So and, – and Go ahead. So, sorry, I was, but I want to I want to make sure we call this out too, Ty, because you're right. It is very easy, and and people talk about the wealth gap all the time, right? Yeah. They don't talk about the information gap enough. The information gap to me is more important than the actual wealth gap, because with the 
information, you can cover some of the difference on the wealth portion. But being able to hear these type of conversations and not just to dis because you got to be real too light. Sometimes it's discouraging when you're when you're undertaking such a heavy task if you've never done it before. It feels yeah. like you're taking on the weight of the world. But the reality is it's so much easier than you actually think. But having somebody or a platform like this come and say, hey, it actually is a little bit easier to start a business than you may think. Here are the steps. Here's some opportunities and some options that you can leverage to get this taken care of. Mm -hmm. So I, I think not only is it super critical that we have these type of conversations, but the more you become aware, you know, like they say on Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility, right? I say it all the time. Knowledge is power. So that means those who know it's their responsibility to give that information to others. And the more we share the information on how to go about getting these things done, the easier it really will become for those others. Sometimes we want to be able to just be like, hey, just go go do your research and get it. Now, sometimes you got to hold somebody's hand for a minute. Yeah. And then once they get strong and comfortable, then you can back off. But, you know, for anybody who's listening to this, understand it is easy to start a business. It may seem overwhelming, but it's not as overwhelming as you think. And some of the some of the key tips that you just heard today so far, that's just the starting point. You know what I mean? Once you have your idea, you can go to any of these. You can just go to Google alone before you even go to a legal Zoom. You can just go to Google. What do I need to start this type of a business? And it'll run down the list of whatever it is that you need. It's really the, the, the difficult part is the time. Where's the time going to come from for me to do the research necessary to have a successful operation? That's the key. It's time. It's not, it's not how difficult it is because it's not going to be that difficult. But it's, am I going to take the time to do this? Where am I going to find the time to do this if I've already got a job? I've got a day job. I've got children and a wife, which means that I'm splitting time. Got a podcast. I'm splitting time with all of these things. So how do I find time to do this next step? So again, anybody listening, it is much easier than you may think. But the difficult part is figuring out how do I slice up and divide my time without sacrificing it somewhere else to where it's going to be a negative impact. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and I think the point that I'm making is that and I use Shopify as an example, you can literally start your business with $0, essentially. If on doing some things, right, using the internet, like using Shopify, you could literally start with $0. Um, you know, I, I'm so full disclosure, I used to work for um, a company that, that worked with the um, Small Business Administration. So I know, I don't know a lot of the tech stuff, but I know a lot of the business stuff. So here's a, here's, here's a gym that they always told us that like, if your business doesn't make more than $2,400, then technically it's not a business, it's a hobby. So you can make up to, you know, around that number. Now you'd have to check because it's, it's been quite some time since I worked there, right? The numbers could have changed, but you can make up to that dollar amount. You don't have to claim that as a business because you literally had a hobby, right? And now yep. you saw that your hobby, it was like, well, shit, I made $2,400 on my hobby. If I take this to the next step using the time that Joel said, right? I got to split my time, but I can grow this thing. You can turn it into a business and, and thrive, you know, and quit and quit your day job, yeah, quit your day job eventually, right? So. Yep. Mm -hmm. that's the point that I was trying to make. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's definitely, it's tangible. Yep. That's the key is that it's, it's doable. 
And, and, you know, coming from my perspective, my background, I only knew one person, uh, two people that had their own business. One was a, um, my mother's sister, her husband. So my uncle, but through marriage, he had a construction company that he started and it struggled for years at the beginning. But of course, we're so young. We didn't know this. We found it out later. Eventually it became successful. But even then it was the time associated. Also, I knew a guy who had a lawn service and he was able to build it up and branch it out. So it's like, I didn't have a ton of examples. I heard about it, but I didn't think entrepreneurship was ever was ever anything that I could achieve. So again, to your point, it's number one, and Charles, you were saying this earlier, which is there's a mind shift that we all have to have. At some point, we've got to be able to shift our minds from always wanting to wanting to leverage being victimized by circumstances and being like, all right, yes, these things happen, but how can I leverage this to do more or to be better? Do I want to? Because to your point, a, a person or a man or a culture without roots is dead. How do I stay alive? And, and that's what's most important for me. And, Absolutely. And another thing. You know, I think a lot of times um, we think of, of business in, in the, I say the traditional sense, right? Where it's like, oh, you know, so-and-so is a lawyer. He has a law office. Oh, so-and-so is a grocer. They own a grocery store. So-and-so, you know, is a consultant. They have a consulting company. You know what I'm saying? I think we think about business in the traditional sense. And, and we live in a time where business is no longer like truly traditional right the old let me shake your hand we're gonna make a deal we're not in that this isn't that anymore that's not how business works um a lot of times now some of the time it does but a lot of time it doesn't right we're in a, a whole nother ball game right yep. do, do you agree oh yeah for Absolutely. sure so Absolutely. I, I think it's crazy like for example when i bought my first house somebody else did the deal and they made like $10,000 off of something that I found. I found the house. They didn't do anything, right? Like they literally, they just signed their name because, you know, in the state of Tennessee, you have to have a real estate agent to do your deal. They just signed their name that they were my agent and they got $10,000 off of me and they didn't do anything. Yeah. And you know what I did? I said, damn that. I'm going to learn this, this game. And I'm and I'm gonna get my real estate license. So again, I never see nobody do it, but quick Google search, right? How to become a real estate agent in the state of Tennessee. Boom, got a website. It gave me it's like, hey, you can take the class online. It's 90 hours. So I sat down, I paid 150 bucks, went to a 90 hour course, and then took the state test, which was $75, and passed. And now I do my own deals on if I buy a house. I pay myself. <laughs> yep. so you yep. know and you think about it like that i mean that wasn't a traditional you know business thing i saw somebody else make the money that i could have made then i learned the game and now i make my own money now technically i'm a business and i can help anybody in the state of tennessee buy a house and yep. i mean that that is my business so yeah. wasn't wasn't very traditional kind of you know came out of the out of the blue there but not out of the blue at the same time so yeah, again to, to what charles was saying it's it's that mindset like how do i shift my mindset from always blaming and, and being you know being the victim 
how do I turn that around into something that I can actually use to be better? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's what I love about anybody that's deciding to to venture out on that entrepreneurial journey. And, and Charles, I, I'll I'll turn this back to you real quick as a question. Um, since since you started on this venture, what has been your feeling about not just entrepreneurship, but that potential that not only am I working for myself, but I could potentially shift this to where this is what I do all the time. I'm my own boss. I don't have to worry about anybody else. I'm doing this and I'm able to teach and it has value. Oh man, the 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 potential is 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 enormous, man. And I and I love the fact that, you know, not only did I create a business, but you know, I created a, a also a platform in which, you know, can teach our people the the things to to recondition their minds, man, because that's the biggest thing for me. It's just for the longest time, we just we were taught to believe a certain way. You know, we were taught to believe that we were less than. And and to be honest, you know, like I said before, man, we're, we're more than we've always been more than. And, we, we you know, even down to some of the things that our ancestors have created, man, it's like, you know, they take they take that from us or don't give us the, the proper acknowledgement and, um, you know, try to make it seem like, you know, we didn't do nothing at all. When, in fact, you know, if if it wasn't for us, man, we wouldn't have a lot of things in this world. You know what I'm saying? Especially in the, in the United States. Cause you know, to begin with, we brought a lot over here, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, you know, just a simple fact that, you know, just like Todd, you know what I'm saying? He was able to step into a new realm and put himself at a table, you know, that his ancestors, you know, wouldn't have been able to sit at, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I feel the same way as far as like what I'm doing with, with my platform, my business and, I'm able to, you know, show other people that, you know, like you said, you, you can do this too. You don't have to, you don't have to work for someone else. You can work for yourself. And and not only that, but teach people in the same, in the same way. And not only that, but bring somebody else along with you, you know, cause just like, um, just like Harriet Tubman, you know, she went back and, and, and freed 300 slaves, but at the same time, there were some slaves that were so conditioned and, and wanted to believe that, you know, Hey, I'm good. I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna stay exactly where I'm at. Yeah, what she so, said, I could have freed more if they just knew they were enslaved. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so I, I got one more question, and this is for everybody. Um, but it, it's going to start off with a comment. And, and Charles, specifically with you, I think the other major thing that people need to consider as they're going on their entrepreneurial journey is what are they basing success off of? The first thing you need to do, in my opinion, when you're when you're kind of going through this entire process is is figure out what does success look like? If success is I make a million dollars in my first year, but you only make, you know, fifty thousand dollars in your first year was it successful. And and I think we need to retrain our brains and get away from the that consistent thought that in order for something to be successful, it has to come with all of these items all the money, all the houses, all the cars, all the clothes, all of the things that people can see. What we don't weigh into that is peace of mind. We don't weigh the time and effort that I'm putting into something isn't going into building somebody else's dream. It's building mine. So based off of that, number one, how do you feel about what success looks like being a business owner? Uh, And then two, based off something Henry was saying about our elders and the people that you go to for their support or even just their advice or their opinions, how difficult is it to get away from the thought that you just need to go get a traditional job? Well, for, well, for me, um, you know, 
I, you know, it's just going through this journey, it has taught me, you know, you can't, to be honest with you, the last people you need to depend on is your family. Mm. Because uh, as hard as as hard as that is for some people to hear at the end of the day, it's going to be the people that don't know you, the strangers that are going to make you successful. Thanks. Relying on family and relying on, you know, hey, you know, come come support me, come support what I'm doing. You know, a lot of times you're going to get, you know, just like what Henry said, oh, well, you just need to quit doing what you're doing because that's not going to work. You need to go ahead and get a job just like your uncle. from You know what I'm saying? Your uncle, he lived, he worked at the uh, post office for, for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, when I, when I look at my uncle, my uncle is walking away from the post office after 30 years with back problems, with right. knee problems. You understand what I'm saying? So what I'm doing is, you know, success for me is just stepping away from that and creating a lane for myself to be able to, you know, just uplift myself, but at the same time, uplift my people as well. Because again, I feel like that's important when we do create a business because, you know, you got to look outside of yourself a lot of times, you know, cause it's, it's not all, it's not all about the money all the time. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, even with Jeff Bezos, you know, he started the Amazon company, but now he only runs 17%. Yeah, so great. that just, yeah, so that that just goes to show you, you know, at the end of the day, you don't have to have, you don't have to own everything to have everything. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Quick question for you though, Charles. Yes, sir. Your, your uncle is stepping away after thirty years at the post office. Mm-hmm. Is he truly happy? Like working those thirty, what, what, like within working those thirty years, can you say now that he's retired? Is he truly happy that he's retired? Or doing those 30 year process, did he wish he would have took another route? Just having uh, conversations with the man, to be honest with you, it he's happy he's retiring. But the reason he's happy is because it's not so much strain on his body. Mm. He's no longer putting that, you know, getting up at the crack of dawn to, to walk 10 to 15 miles, 10 to 12 hours a day sometimes. Right. So for him, it's just, you know, kicking back and then, uh, you know, but at the same time at, at that, that generation also, you know, that was the, the big accomplishment. Yeah. That was the thing. Get the job and make sure they got a good plan. So when you get ready to retire, you're taken care of, but doing, going through that process, the wear and tear that you put on your body isn't worth it. It's not, it's not because, you know, a lot of people are stuck in, stuck in behind this mindset of, well, you know, if I get this job with these great benefits, but what you got to ask yourself is why are they providing such great benefits? True. Because if the great benefits come in after retirement because you put so much strain on your body, they have to give you those good benefits. Because mm-hmm. if, you know, the risk of what you going to the doctor looks like. Exactly. You know, that's costly. So at the end of the day, you know, those doctor visits are going to add up. You know what I'm saying? But as much strain as they put on your body, they might as well give you those good benefits. Yeah. at that point yep hazard pay there's, there's, there's a reason why they call it hazard pay literally and i'm gonna say this you can definitely leverage your day job for your mm-hmm. business or your dream job right i will say your business is your dream job you can leverage your day job for your dream job i agree what do you say Henry? I said, I infinity percent agree. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can take that income that you're making at your day job, right? And use that towards your personal stuff, right? Now, granted, you're going to have to work at night. It's going to be sometimes you're going to be up dog cussing yourself. Like, why am I even doing this? But the light at the end of the tunnel is right. If you got your own stuff, you can make infinity money, right? You only going to make so much 
whatever your salary is at your regular job. You can make an infinite amount of money at your dream job. I want y'all to understand Mm -hmm. that because that's what they don't tell you. They're like, oh, it's going to be hard. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. But yeah, but once I get to that point, I can make as much money as freaking possible mm-hmm. versus and going then to the, my regular job making forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. I signed a contract. That's what it's going to be. It's exactly. not going to exceed that. Right. Right. Remember and then that. on top of that, you know, remember on top of that, Todd, you know, as far as operating a business, you also recondition yourself to learn that, you know, they teach you about income. They make you believe that your paycheck is income. But once you run a business, you you understand that income is actually revenue minus your expenses. Mm-hmm. That what's left over is your income. Mm-hmm. But see, a lot of people's income increase with their lifestyle. So when once you have an income and then your lifestyle matches that same income or revenue that you get from that job, you're 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 back at zero. Right. Yeah. Yep. So once you once you understand that part of, you know, how that works and and that terminology, you understand that, you know, the the money that you make from your job is not your your actual income. Your income is the revenue that you make from your job minus your bills, your taxes and everything else. Everything that's left over, that's your income. Right. Yep. And it's a huge difference between the two. Yes, sir. Well, a lot, a lot of, a lot of what business is, man. For some people, man, it's it's scary, because again, we we haven't been taught this. We don't understand it fully, and the only way to that I feel that you truly understand something fully is if you go through the process. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can taught it, but until you go through it, you're you're really not gonna know. Because in business, there's so many variables that a book can't teach you. Yes, sir. If this happens, then what do you do? What do you do if that happens? And that scares a lot of people away. So they look for that safety net. And the safety net is a job. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like but, if if you take that safety, if if every if if one day every like all jobs were no longer exist and people had to go out and fend for themselves, it'd be a lot scarier in the world right now. Because yeah. people don't know how to do it. Look, I'm gonna say this opportunities don't happen in this life right you got to create everything i know a lot of people will be like oh well i had this cool opportunity come up no 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 no. it didn't come up like you worked for that you created that situation and it's the same in business right like you, you know you may think you have an opportunity but you created that space so remember even when you discouraged and you don't think you can go on just remember that you are creating an opportunity in a space that needs you. Yep. So I want that Man. to be said. Now, Henry about to call me a player hater because we run out of time. <laughs> I, well, let me say this real quick, and then, then I'm going to shut up. Okay. Uh, but it, I love what you said, and I didn't always believe that, Todd, until more recently. And I always thought that, things could you know like the stars start aligning for you and stuff just start falling in your lap but the reality is the work the groundwork that you're putting in is going to manifest in one way or another so if you if you're out here doing dirt you're gonna manifest some dirt at some point if you're out here trying to do the right things to just evolve and become a better version of yourself it's gonna happen 
is going to happen at some point. And when those opportunities to, whether it's branch off and start your own thing, whether it's a promotion at your job that you had, whatever it is, as those things start happening, you got to realize every day that you're doing what you're doing, you're laying the foundation for that potential. And it's not happenstance. It's not luck. It's not chance. It's literally the foundational blocks that you're putting down every single day that affords you those opportunities and people who who are able to get outside of that box that charles was talking about earlier they're able to see that you know what i can have success if i do this there is a need for this let me fill this need or you know what i want to do this because this is a great representation of myself my family my community my people whatever it is let me work towards that so I do want to I want to double down on that also and say that there's no such thing as chance when it comes to opportunities. Opportunities are created by the individual or sometimes those opportunities are created in conjunction with another individual. So, you know, like even with the podcast, Black Guy Therapy, everything that comes as a result of us doing this podcast is because of the groundwork that we've been putting in to this point. So I just wanted to say that, and then I shut up. All right. So we leave. You know, we're gonna have our final thoughts. So I am. I'll go first. Um, not unless somebody else wants to go first. Anybody? Hey, Otis. Yes, sir. Hey, Otis. Let, let the guests go first. Today, okay. Otis. You can go first. Final thought. All right. Final thought. Uh, basically, there's 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 nothing that you that you can't do. Number one. Um. You know, I, I learned early on that you can't spell I can't until you say I can. So don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. There's there's you know, Google is free. So <laughs> true, true. You know what I mean? You can you can get on Google and there's so much out there on the internet. I mean, you could literally, you know, if you have an idea, type it into Google and just see what pops up. You know what I mean? Yep. It might it might point you in a direction to exactly to where you want to go. You know, like Ty said, Shopify, that's just one of the examples of many platforms that are, you know, that you could hop on, use little to no money at all to get started and, you know, just take off from there. So just don't limit yourself. Yep. I love it. All right. I'll go. Or does any, any one of you other two want to go? No, I, I, I already went. I'm good. Oh, you're good. Okay. Henry, would you, you going to finish this out? No, go ahead. Okay. All right. So y'all know me. I'm a homework guy. I come from a family of teachers, so I'm always giving out homework to to my people. So we've talked today. We talked about business, right? And I know we bounce around a lot, but maybe somewhere in there you got a gym or at least got, um, you know, the the I don't know the inspiration to go out and just say, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. Um, and I hope I hope that's what you got from this today. But if you if you are going to do that and you don't know where to start, a the Internet is free. Right. You can Google it. Um, but there's a book that I that I suggest um, that can get you started um, and at least give you an idea of, you know, where to go, what to do. or well, not necessarily where to go, but what to do in your business. It, it breaks down. um each step of your business so that way you're not going into something blind you'll have an you already have an idea of what's going on in your business so the name of that book is called Discipline Entrepreneurship it was written by a guy named Bill Ollett he is a um 
he's one of the manager managing directors um of the martin trust center for mit entrepreneurship so dudes at mit he's been teaching this for years um i haven't had the chance to meet this guy but i know somebody who has they say he's a phenomenal individual i have the book and the book is very good helps you step by step but it's called discipline entrepreneurship 24 steps to a successful startup so if you don't know where to go um you can get this book obviously you can buy it at the store it's about 30 bucks but um if you have the lot that lot was it called libby if you got libby the library card app you can get the book for free on libby um if you have a library card through your local um jurisdiction so again that book is called uh, discipline entrepreneurship 24 steps to a successful startup and you can get it for free um if you got like the libby app or i mean you can buy it for like 30 bucks so and i'm gonna leave that there nice nice cool 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 brother and and i, I do want to do this too before we go charles one more time give us a good plug for the business tell people why they need to come check you out uh and then based on some of our listenership i know they're gonna come check you out so go ahead and give them the rundown again real quick all right uh like i said my again the brand is my niggas clothing you can uh go to www.myniggas-clothing.com just go check me out basically uh you know like i said like the, this whole podcast was about man it's just a business that uh you know that is built to uplift our people um it's a business it's affordable you know what I mean? It's not like a lot of the designer brands out here, man. I'm not, you know, I'm not making, I'm not doing this for a monetary gain. You know, like I said, my pro- my profit margins aren't huge. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like I'm out here trying to make a whole lot of money off of people. It's just at the end of the day, I want to empower our people and just let them know that you guys come from royalty. You guys are, you know, the, the, you come from a long lineage of kings and queens and some of the richest people to ever walk this earth. You know what I mean? If you don't know about Mansa Musa and how in his kingdom, he was giving away gold to everybody. So, you know, like I said, again, my niggas clothing, come check me out. Um, I got everything you need. If you have any questions, my, my information is on there as well. You can uh, definitely reach out and I'd be happy to, uh, to connect with you. Hey Charles, real quick, plug your social media handles as well, brother. All right, you can definitely catch us at on Facebook. I'm only on Facebook right now. Uh, definitely gonna expand on that uh, within the you know the coming months. But right now we just on Facebook under My Niggas Clothing. Just go like us. Uh, you know you see some content on there. I'll drop uh, some stuff pretty much periodically, and I'll drop a video every week. So just go on there, like, comment, share, and stay with the community. Cool. And Niggas is N E G U S, correct? Yes, sir. N-E-G-U-S. Perfect. And for our listeners out there, I'm going to talk to Charles off air and see what we can get done for you if y'all go visit him and tell him that we sent you there. Absolutely. Um, but all right, y'all. Uh, Henry, you got anything? You out. No, man. Uh, you know, I, I ain't got nothing, nothing today, Otis. Good, because uh, I ain't got no time I'm for good. you to talk. So. <laughs> 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 but ain't nobody got nothing else to say, so we out. Peace. Peace. Peace.